Conversations. What's going on, y'all? Ray here from EX. This is our podcast, our space. Silversations is to connect, have conversations, bring out that courage, that compassion, that wonder. Um, and for us, I think it's changed much like the world has in, in the past year where Silversations, it started off as a connection building card game. And something that we wanted to help people to build and deepen their relationships. And over the course of time and life and the world, um, Solversations has come to mean and evolve to something different for us. Where much more of just a space and, and now in this time in the world, it also represents healing um, and a chance to be heard. A chance to express love, to express yourself, to process. Um, And I think that's been super important in the evolution of um, Silversations and then also EX as a nonprofit and how it connects to the work with Homie Made Meals and in the city of LA locally. Um, And with that, um, last week we had Miss Melissa Acidera and we had her back again. Um, with Sylvia Hernandez, who is a force of nature. She's just a human advocate uh, working in food justice um, and social issues around in the city, just the light of life. And it was an opportunity to sit down with the two of them because they are titans of work in Los Angeles. Just simply put to care for the human dignity, to care for the hearts, to care to feed, and to care to fight for what's just for people. And they do that by leading with love, centering that at their work, and centering that with how they push forward. And they are two powerful, powerful women that we follow their lead And we're very honored to always be in their presence. So this was an opportunity for Uni and I to just sit with Mel and Sylvia and and really let their chemistry and their relationship take off to listen about the work and listen about what they're learning and what they're receiving and what they're experiencing. Um, And for us to be able to shed more light and and allow people to see what goes on within the work, within the people that are putting their lives day in, day out um, for the people. And also how you can set our love within that. So it's always a pleasure with those two, but it was just a beautiful conversation um, to hear them and, and, and pick their brains, but to just be in their essences because they truly are living in their essence and are leading with love. So, Check it out. Here's Mel and Sylvia. Silversations, y'all. Much love. Peace. You ready to sing? Check, check, check. check. Mic check. Check, check. Check. Check, check. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh. Are they all good? Yeah. yeah sound good? Yeah. yeah. Can uh, Mel and Sylvia, can you sing a song together that you sang from the weekend? No. <laughs> Don't be shy. <laughs> Don't be shy. <laughs> Remember that one? Which one? I spy 
I spy. Oh, it was I reggae. Spy. Uh. It was like so good. Did you just play it? Hold on. <laughs> it was bomb. It was like, um, what's her name? Lila Aiki. Aiki. Um, I spy. Yeah, that was spy. so good. Let's see. Oh, here. Yeah. Let's see. It was. It was so good. Just gotta play it. So we can't actually play the song, but just imagine Sylvia getting down, super hype, and we'll cut right back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're in the power hour with right? Sylvia. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, we had a great time. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, let me ask you this: since Sylvia and Mel just had a weekend together, Mel. Can you describe three attributes about Sylvia that people might not know if you were to describe people to, to as Sylvia as the human? What what three things would stick out? Whoa, that's that people don't know of Sylvia? Yeah, that if you were introducing, if you were like, yo, coming through this door, you're about to meet Sylvia. Here's three things you should know about Sylvia. Oh my god. What is there not to know? This woman is like to me, when I think of Sylvia, she's a light, like a bright light. I, I, I think that she's this sort of incredible beacon for a lot of people. Um, just a light that shines so bright because of all the knowledge and power that she's learned throughout her life. And she's so generous in giving to people. She's a, to me, I think of light, I think of love. That's what mm-hmm. I think of when I think of Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> and family. Those oh, those yeah. three things. Oh, Sylvia! <laughs> no! <laughs> are you crying? Oh, no, you don't make me cry. Say. <laughs> <laughs> those are the three things I think about. Mm. It's light, love, and family. That's Sylvia mm. right there. It's too much responsibility. Oh, no. <laughs> That's too uh-huh. much. What what I uh, think about Melissa is embracement, mm. is love, and generosity. Ah. That's if I introduce her, I'm gonna introduce you to the most fabulous, <laughs> embracing, loving, and generous women. But don't abuse, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we like, we both identified each other as love. Yeah. That's something It's there. the mirror. Yeah, it's a mirror. I'm the mirror. Yeah, you are the mirror. the mirror. We're mm. both mirrors. Yeah. Yeah, remember how we just clicked one day? We were, like, running with, you know, oh, like Sunday the chickens strong. Yeah. with yeah. the head cut off and yeah. LA can one Sunday. <laughs> and suddenly, we just stopped. Like, we were crossing and, <laughs> and look at each other. And it's like, oh, hi. hi. <laughs> Oh, so Sunday Strong was one of the first times you yeah. met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it and it, fe- it has felt like just decades worth of. Definitely, it feels like a return to each other kind of thing. It feels like yeah. we've been friends for a long time. Absolutely, yeah. When we we starting uh, gathering together in my house, we would I have say, oh, oh, okay, um, pandemic time. Mm-hmm. And we were having a blast and talking about all the things, you know, yeah. that we, we we live, like with you guys, what we experience over there at yeah. uh, Skid Row and 
what she she goes through during the day and myself too you know the challenges along the years but at the end there is more is more like experience yes yes and just sharing with each other because it feels nice because it was it's like a safety too we almost kind of like created a sort of cocoon where we're both safe Mm -hmm. sharing all of our stuff the same way that we share with each other i think as an organizer or like even in your activism it's always nice to kind of be in a place where you can just rest your head Mm -hmm. like your soul just just rest Mm -hmm. so that's i feel like what we did (laughs) yeah la casita (laughs) her little casita like little love Little like love nest, <laughs> like, just, like little place where you can just like relax and just be yourself. You w- one thing that it felt so good when you know uh, we were uh, working at LA Can. Yeah, it felt that like I knew you for a long time, but that you knew for a long time already what it needed to have you know be done there. Yeah. That's what I said. What the heck? <laughs> where where she was coming from, or what? <laughs> yeah, because honestly, it takes. I think it's, it's it comes from the soul, from the heart. Um, because to get an understanding of humanity, like having a, a beautiful approach, as Melissa has it with everybody, it you know you have to be honestly you know, in love with the people that, or you have to be working for a long time to understand a lot of things that you already, like you were there. Oh my God, Sylvia. That's what I'm saying. I said, what, where, where is this coming from? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I've honestly. I've never heard you say this. I'm so touched. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm so touched by that. No, 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 no. Honestly, honestly, is you see a lot of people in mm. LA can or on <laughs> different spaces. Christ. But somebody to come with that, uh, with that uh, strength, you know, mm. with that uh, confidence, and just doing the work, and I say, wow, wow. It, or you, you have it in you, or you've been here forever. You know, I don't know either way, but uh, I'm proud to be her friend. Oh my god! And and so honored to be able to go to the spaces that she's, you know, she's she works at, and also honored that she brings me. You know, it's like wow, wow. What? She must trust me a lot, yeah. like I trust her. So. Mm. This is high. Are you surprised by how much she trusts you and brings you along? Um, well, you don't have too many people like that in your lifetime. <laughs> you you know, you have uh, people that loves you, but it's like it's beyond. It's beyond because here is her work, it's her credibility. Mm-hmm. You know, who I am. I, I'm just a human being. You know, I'm don't expect to uh, you know outrageous beautiful things for me all the time mm-hmm. okay because i know i'm perfect <laughs> sometimes it's like i trip too no i'm a human i'm a human so you know it's like trusting me in her spaces is like wow sylvia you better put yourself together what the- and calm down okay this is really interesting yeah. for me to hear yeah 
Because I see her as someone that's so, like, to me, you're, like, my idol, like, knowledgeable and so, like, you're Sylvia. Why wouldn't I want to bring you to these places? For me to be, like, seen with you is my my honor. That's why I bring you to these spaces. I'm like, fucking Sylvia's here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all better recognize Sylvia's yeah, here. Yeah. You know, that's how I feel. Well, I feel that um, you have a long time knowing things that I never even knew existed. You know, it's a lot of things that I learn every day from you. I've been learning okay. with you guys. This you know, procedure. you know, I'm, 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 I'm a person that is I'm not into corporate things or you know all yeah. systemic yeah. procedures. But there's a way uh, that I've been discovering with <laughs> Melissa and all of you guys that is is beyond that. You learn corporate, but not to work for corporate and not be corporate and you you want to be having certain skills to know how to maneuver in the system to bring what is needed you Correct. know mm-hmm. yes yeah yes and i'm grateful that you see that cuz really having a, like having been in corporate for that amount of time i forget sometimes that that was a world that i came from mm-hmm. and 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 to be, to be organizing in, in these spaces I forget that it, that that is sort of kind of like mm. my nature too, I guess, mm-hmm. having been there for over a decade. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I think in a way I've learned to code switch in areas yeah. where, especially in food, mm-hmm. because food is still very much like regulated, commodified, all this stuff structurally still, you know, you can't reach very yeah. easily, right? Yeah. Food is still almost like kind of this locked, like yeah. only certain amount of people can take this much stuff but understanding the structure of that having worked in that space too has made it easier I think that's why Polos has become what it was what it is it's because I just my knowledge of understanding how to how to maneuver in those spaces and then you redistribute to to the people that's interesting because it's it makes sense now kind of thinking about if if you were to say that you understand the structure and yeah. how to work within that, and mm-hmm. then Sylvia is just like fucking raw, Sylvia is just like the heart is here, yes. and I don't give a sh- I don't give a crap <laughs> about anything. I'm just leading with my heart, yes. and it's like power to the heart and power to the people. Yeah, so, so then it's I like, feel like that really feeds each other really yeah. strongly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> oh Sylvia, it. I feel like I'm learning so much too from her because. In meetings where, in our food and wellness meetings, sometimes, you know, you can start to talk about, like, you know, like, all this stuff, like, the policy and all this crazy stuff. But who cares? She always reminds me, who are we doing this for? Who, who like, we always have to center the community. Why are we here? The community brought us here. And so that is always helpful for me, that our North Stars always have to be guided by the voices that need to be heard the most and the people. Mm-hmm. So you talk, you always center that. And, and I noticed that strength from you because um, one day we had a meeting and we were talking about, you know, the type of food that, that you know, 
the, we have to serve the people. You're gonna serve what you like as what you want to 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 have served for you. Yeah. So you're gonna dignify, and 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 Melissa has that strength, like really, to to make it happen. Because it's dignity. We are dignifying. If that's the work that we are doing, I would call it. We have to dignify. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere, some way, we learn from the people. And then bring it with dignity and, mm. you know, dignifying mm. the people. Mm. And that's what Melissa does very well. <gasps> so. mm-hmm. yeah, I had a nice uh, interaction today with uh, the man who's being evicted in Skid Row. I met up with him today to help him go meet his tax guy to hopefully get him a stimulus check. Yeah. Um, and we drove by Skid Row People's Market. And I pointed it out to him, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is uh, our friend's market. Like, his family has been running this. He's like, oh, yeah, I used to come here when it was something called it was some called something else, right? I was like, oh, yeah, that was Best Market. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, Best Market, yeah. And he's like, Me, you know, I haven't had money to buy any food in a long time. And so the only things I get to eat are what people, volunteers, give out, right? He's like, and then my, my next question was, oh, well, what do you like to eat, right? And he's like, well, you know, I'm pretty simple, like chicken, rice, beef, um, soup, like anything hot is really good, but it's like hard to come by right now. You know, most people just give snacks and like, you know, he's like, I'm not complaining. I'll eat snacks. Um, And then I started to, as soon as I started asking like, oh, so how about Sunday at LA? And he wouldn't even let me finish the, the sentence. And he was like, yeah, those, those are the best meals all week long. Like those are hot and homemade and i look forward to the i'm always there every sunday because i want to get those meals because those are so delicious right and just like the yeah the dignity of like a homemade meal and just like Mm -hmm. providing people what Mm -hmm. you would want yourself Mm -hmm. even a sandwich is like different because i sometimes i grab a little bag (laughs) i'm hungry too Mm -hmm. and i've been surprised you know like oh my god hummus and 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 cucumbers or certain things like that like yeah. wow that's i never saw this before you know right. uh you know yeah. and bring it brought to a skid row yes so that's so that's this this that's what i'm talking about well it 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 just i learned that from other women i've organized with so i want to shout out debbie you know debbie if, if debbie ever hears this and i'll make her listen to it debbie was kind of one of the original sort of chefs that I started organizing with like years ago. And, you know, she was the one, she, she used to be like an LAUSD, um, caf, you know, ca- uh, cafeteria, um, cook. And she taught me so much about scaling, that kind of stuff. But it was from her that I really learned the essence of, of really bringing home to bring your home, bring your home cooking to, um, but what I love is that she, you know, she, I just watch her. She'll, she'll make the meal for her family, but then she'll scale it up for the, for the, you know, for the, for the people. And she's like, I, the quality has to be what I feed my grandkids. <laughs> and so to me, that was just like, that washed over me. I was like, that's exactly what we should do. And this story I love to always tell people like I rem- that was the night I fell in love with Debbie was because she brought us to El Pueblo to to um Olvera Street and La Placita that the church we 
organized because I think one of the organizers was his birthday. And like, she's like, hey, we're going to have a whole crew there. We'll all meet in the, you know, kind of the back parking lot of La Pasita because there's usually a lot of like unhoused folks in that area. Mm-hmm. And so she, it was, it was her and she brought a friend of hers. Gosh, what's her name? Oh my God, I feel bad. I think her name is Maria. They're both from, uh, Maria's from El Monte and, and, um, and Debbie's from Pico Rivera. I got there. They had a big old pot of like chicken and rice, you know, but it wasn't just enough to like make burritos. She made that shit on the spot. She literally brought her like camping stove and like, you know, like a, like a pan. She was fucking flipping the tortillas right there, girl. And like the kid, there was this one kid who came up to us. He was like smelling the rice and the Mm. chicken. And he was like, oh my God, this reminds me of home. Mm. And I started crying. And I was like, this is the power and the magic of of, of Mm. bringing homemade Mm. meals to the people. Mm. You know, that not only are we giving love, but we're also letting them know that, listen, there are people who, you know, who care. Could you could you all share maybe one story? Like that's one story. Mm-hmm. And an example of because I think about people that are think, when they hear organizing, like, well, how do I organize her? And then always thinking about, well, there's the humanity to the stories of 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 the food, and that's how. Like when you can see that, then it then you should cook, or like then you can yeah. cook and know what what the impact is. Do you have what's a powerful story that you all have around uh, food, food that brought dignity or that? Um, you know, in Elican, we we have uh, the the ability to go on the streets, you know, like outreach, but bring the food, especially on on Wednesdays and Sundays. Uh, but you learn by uh, the people. You ask them, um, would you like uh, a lunch bag? And they uh, ask. Uh, what is what is in there? I said I'm not sure. It's a sandwich, but I'm not sure. You know, you have to find out what is in there. And because and the guy said, uh, because I'm I'm a vegan. I said, oh, okay. Well, let's 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 figure it out. Let's open it. So we open the bag, and then pull the sandwich. And and it was actually one of those, you know, hummus. And he said, oh, my God, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And so do you have more? I said, no, I don't know because I don't know what is in each bag. But I can give you another one. And you can share with somebody else if you don't like it. But it has, you know, some fruit and some water, etc. But those are the things, you know, that you pay attention. You know, you ask first always you're gonna ask you don't assume that oh this lunch bag you know you just give it to them because you think you they they are hungry and they need it no Mm -hmm. you ask first you know would you like some food and that you have to listen Mm -hmm. yes what do you have yeah you some probably you you're gonna feel like oh oh my god i'm giving this and then he's asking me no, that's it's a human being. It's a person. You, if somebody gives you something, you better you know like it. You want something good for you. 
So those little things that you you learn because there's a lot of assumptions for you know for a lot of us that because people live on the street they're gonna eat anything that you yeah. you yeah. give them doesn't matter yeah. no people has a special diets you know they mm-hmm. have diabetes they have uh, um, allergies yeah. so you have to to think about those the 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 difference is that people doesn't have the roof. They go through the same things as all of us. They have illnesses. People have guns. They have drugs. They have beers. They have uh, a, a mom with an illness. They have everything like everybody. Yeah. So you have to treat the people as you treat yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, because there's so much, so many experiences, so many, so many, many. And, and it's like sometimes you you could leave somebody behind, you know. If you, yes. it's yeah. hard. Thank you for sharing that because that does, that is something, right? The assumptions and the, yeah, I think the assumptions can sometimes be the biggest barrier for people mm-hmm. to, because they the, that assumption is truth or that assumption is, it just stops a lot of people there. That is the wall. Yeah, that's the the assumptions is pretty much like your bias, whatever it is mm-hmm. that you were raised to believe, that you were conditioned to believe by your parents, guardian, school training, husband, wife, partner, whatever, mm-hmm. your whoever has influenced you to really believe how houseless folks live or how folks you know live. It's again kind of the sort of our systems of oppression where it's like it's designed you're designed to believe that it's their fault as we get deeper into this organizing you you realize it's structural right and how a lot of it too is rooted in racism and that's i feel like very uncomfortable for people to have that conversation but i feel like we're in an era now where we can't we, we can't look away from the racism that is so rampant in a lot of um, areas that are affected, they're deeply affected by it. Um, housing, not just food, housing, obviously, and like, you know, everything, like civil rights, everything, um, incarceration, all that. If you look at that, it, it's it's deeply rooted in racism. And so I think we're, we're slowly coming into into the moment where we have to have those conversations we can't look away anymore mm-hmm. we can't be just polite about it anymore yeah and when we just talk about uh about the the food mm-hmm. and and racism mm-hmm. we know that the outlets are so scarce nutrition food food nutritious food outlets are very scarce yeah in communities yeah yeah. Black and brown communities. Yes. We know that. Yes. Um, if you have a special diet, also, you don't have it, you know, accessible in your neighborhoods. And if you have an EBT, uh, not all the places, you know, that you can find that special food is going to accept it or it's too expensive and your EBT is going to run so, so quick. And... One of the things that I I I learned just by living living um, in this work is that 
Good nutrition is imperative for the people to thrive. It goes for everybody. Your doctor tells you, you know, you've been having some issues with something. And it's, it goes back to the, what are you eating? Mm-hmm. If it's nutritious mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. So it goes for everybody again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't have the, 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 the outlets and we don't have uh, people. And when we talk about the people that live on the street, we don't have people that are so thoughtful to make nutritious food. Nowadays, we have more people like you. But historically, people just bring whatever they, they don't want. Leftovers. That's very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and going back, going back to, to the, 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 the discrimination or discriminatory practices. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, some, some communities we don't have, uh, you know, Skid Row has a lot of services, mm-hmm. has, you know, medical services, but it's very, very like general. But they don't think about um, a specific uh, uh, needs they, to have specialized doctors, like nutritionists. Do we have nutritionists that what anybody can go and talk with? Mm-hmm. No. Not even in mm-hmm. other communities, you know, besides uh, uh, Skid Row. But th- we know there's black and brown people. Mm-hmm. So th- those are, are the things that we need to think about. How how the system is being being uh, creating this you know yeah. as a plan mm-hmm. yeah. and it's um again if you think about food in those terms it's again going back to food as a weapon you know you can weaponize food that way um when you when when you subtract you know, when, when you, when you, um, again, it goes back to redlining where you take away the resources of nutrition, um, of, of good health in communities. And, and that's pretty much what they did is they took away access of, you know, healthy food access. And that's just decades and decades of like codified racism. That's what was, that's what pretty much redlining is. And so you're right. It's like, and and that translates to, you know, like public health resources, mar- you know, good markets, you know, like good good schools. But the, you know what? Like you think about what makes a good society, a, a good neighborhood, a good city. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still, you, you still see it now. You know, you still see like wealthy neighborhoods have so many beautiful restaurants so many beautiful like shops they're usually immaculate there's tons of you know like um garbage disposals you know there a lot of the amenities but if you go to more impoverished neighborhoods what do you see there let's let's think about that for a second like if you really kind of think about it there's a lot of liquor stores mm-hmm. there's a lot of um the the cash check the check cashing places. There's a lot of um, predatory type uh, those 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 kind of businesses. Yeah. Um, uh, not a lot of motels. Yes, there you go. 
there's not a lot of um big you know big supermarkets you know they it, it it's designed that way so if you really if you really think about that that's how it's weaponized against the people because if you're living you know if if you live in this in this one part of town and you have to travel what 10 20 miles to the nearest you know like healthy market are you going to do that every day that's taxing on your body right but again that's how you weaponize access and so that's just historically how it's been and i think people are finally waking up to how that's been embedded in our systems yeah. Yeah, and you talk about people that can probably, uh, you know, move, yeah. commute. Yeah. But the people, they don't have access to transportation yeah. at no all. Car. That's at the all. main barrier. Yeah. yeah. They could have an EBT, you know, so, some vouchers, or even to, to go to a place where they know they are serving good food. is hard. How? Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know transportation people live live in tents they have to be in their tents or be in the shelter they have to go back to the shelter or they live in in somebody's house but they have to go back certain times so everything you know oh my god it's so much trauma for me so much violence yeah. you know for our bodies where where do you think because right i'm thinking a lot about what you're talking about <laughs> dignity right and a lot of these things are not treating our fellow people with dignity mm-hmm. where, and where do you think or what do you attribute it with y'all being in the work where we where us as structurally or as society have kind of lost our way with dignity or and and maybe how we're finding it back now more with mutual aid or the rise of that yeah. um i i think i think mutual aid has has shown what's possible very much like in a very very concrete kind of real sense because it's the it's the quickest way to to um to give you know people um you know what they need right um but i think historically it's always kind of been that way it's just more pronounced now just because we're in a pandemic and you know it's just been sprouting everywhere but mutual aid has always been around for hundreds of years you Mm -hmm. know it's just called differently Mm -hmm. but i think communities especially marginalized immigrants i think i think we we didn't call it mutual aid i think it's always been like the safety net Mm -hmm. the sort of invisible safety net for a lot of immigrant communities because you just have to look out for each other Mm -hmm. and mutual aid obviously it's not just food it's like daycare say like you have to do a double shift and you and your husband can't be home so you leave your kids with your neighbor or with your cousin or something that's also mutual aid because you're giving care you're giving child care or you let your neighbor you know like borrow your truck because your car is too small to pick up your kids new death whatever like but in a way, you know, we think it's community, but in a way that is mutual aid. That is mutual aid because, you know, obviously the government or people are not going to do that, but we do that for each other. That's always been the case. And I think like, I'll try to find the article, but there was a guy who wrote about how mutual aid can basically create better food systems. And I like how he traced the history of mutual aid back to like even the you know like the slave trade 
and how a lot of um, how a lot of the uh, a lot of folks all the way down the coast um, were were it was just a, like systems of, of aid just taking care of each other but on the underground and so I think that that's sort of what's happening too um, in a lot of in a lot of spaces a lot of spaces yes um, wow. <laughs> pandemic pandemic uh it gave us you know this enhancement of of our needs yes. putting us all in the same spot yes we were living the same thing we were under the same oppressor <laughs> and in uh, what what you call mutual aid is is something that becomes very normal something very natural when the people it, it has almost nothing yeah in mm. in this mutual aid it became it became more clear between everybody now mm-hmm. because we we don't have a job now we don't have too much money to buy food mm-hmm. and now we are putting ourselves a little bit in somebody else's shoes and, and I'm telling you this, <clears throat> as mentioned, uh, Melissa, that always is, has been existing. In, in a skid row, the survival is by mutual aid. People, you know, it's like, we don't have soap. You just ask the, the neighbor, the next tent or somebody, some friend that you know, they give you the soap. And then, oh, hey, do you have extra socks? You pass it, you know, back. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know, I got two cans of uh, beans. You want it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I have this. So all this, yep. is this is the way I feel it's supposed to be. For me, what I'm experiencing um, during pandemic and today uh, with you guys is for me the the manifestation of something that I always wanted to do. I wanted always wanted a, because I come from that space. But when I came to this country, I didn't see that. It was so hard for me to reach out to some people because it was not the same. Yeah, and because everybody is like in different levels. Mm-hmm. You know, the human level disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know. Is more a monetary level. Yes, transactional. Transactional, mm-hmm. exactly. Transactional. So, yeah. for me, when I came to, when I, I I lost everything and then ended up, you know, having, but the myself, <laughs> that was enough, and I I met Ellie Can. I said, well, I now I I learned that uh, we can we can you know have everything. Use the basic, the basic uh, uh, things that fulfill our needs, and I'm you know we can st- still exist, you know I'm fine, and we start thinking about you know, in a bigger scale like telling the people outside of Skid Row, you know people they they have more, like it's you are not losing anything. It's share the wealth, you know that's it's gonna for me it's gonna be uh, uh, 
making this better. That would be the solution. You know, go back to the the the, the grounds, to the region. Yeah. You know, and and I found it in a skid row, and and I always thought that everything could be solved from food, from housing, if the people open more themselves. You know, because at the end is it, it, it comes it comes to the responsibility of society of all of us. Yes. Because we we walk through the, the 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 streets on the sidewalks where the people is, we don't do nothing. I think it's our responsibility. That's why for me, this living this with you guys is like like, oh my God, it's like a materialization, oh, something that I I always yeah. wanted. No, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening, but it, and it's happening during pandemic, but. The, the most important part for me is just to know that there's still a lot of amazing people in this world. Oh, my God. And it can be, you know, we can, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We can make it. Yeah. We you can, can. Uh, make a difference. We can give housing to everybody. Yeah. Everybody could have transportation, good health care, and food. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. so people... You speak to like the human level versus the transactional level, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The way our society has become is we, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but being in the position of, well, I, I need to get a job because I need to pursue the American dream or my security is tied to um, how nice of a house I have yeah. or my creativity is tied to how many likes or plays it gets or um, my sense of worth is very tied to these material things, right? And I think our society is perpetuating that message. And so we lose sight of what we do have and how much we can help one another and mm-hmm. how much we are connected to one another. Almost to the not even to the point where Many people that I know, including myself, have paid $1,500 to go to the desert to experience a <laughs> week of mutual aid and art. And <laughs> like, right? So yeah. it's like, and people are seeking that. Yes. But now that has also become commodified mm-hmm. and is a transaction. You know, you need to go through the system of transacting to get there. Yeah. It's capitalism. But it's also how systems are made right because we're always i think in america it's always like always sort of this building you know and 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 creating more and bigger but what's nice about kind of having this space of with each other you know because for me for me i i i feel like that part of that 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 sort of toxicity of corporate world of being building always is in me you know that's why i'm always like producing Mm -hmm. produce 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 Mm -hmm. like that's just because i've been built to produce Mm -hmm. i've been built to forecast i've been built to look at metrics and and make sure that like okay phase one then there's a phase two right Mm -hmm launching projects so it's like everything is gotta be like there's gotta be progress 
But sometimes when, especially having met, met you guys and Sylvia, having the stillness too of being like, Mel, like, let's just be here, you know? Let's just, like, process and just be present. And so having that be... Having that sort of like stillness be reintroduced into my life has brought even more meaning to the work because then I'm like, okay, then I'm allowed to have the space to just, okay, have a meaningful build, not just create, Mm -hmm. just to create, just to get things out there, but to create because there's, there's a real purpose there. (laughs) Am I making sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I see myself in that people. I know the toxicity in me is that I don't know when to stop, right? Like I have to like always sort of be producing and that my value is tied to how much I produce because I've always been reviewed. I've always been looked at by these folks to be like, okay, we did good this quarter. Let's kick ass on Q2, you know, like, but now organizing in, in, in spaces where there's a lot more love and intention and really pausing to just really feel the ground you know beneath our feet and really just be like okay let's assess what 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 works so what's important has made it even more like like really really raw and meaningful for me mm-hmm. You help you. You guys ground me like, like I'm like, yeah. like sometimes when I see Alan, like I'll be like, ah, and then he, and then I'll see him. I'm like, what's up, bro? <laughs> he just yeah. calls. Like I'm like calm down. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm this like monkey, <laughs> like, and then I just I'm around you guys, and then you guys just like, it's okay, Mel. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you we know? take care of each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's I. I feel mm. like it's. It's great. You guys are my mirrors, you know? Mm-hmm. You guys are my mirrors. I can just stop. You know, I look at Ray and I see family. I see my brothers, you know? And I see this sort of like pride of being in my culture and seeing and and, and realizing that we <laughs> He and I don't have to be nurses to make it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or yeah. to really even just kind of break out from the sort of traditional space of Philippine, like Filipinos, Filipinx, like identity. I'm always so proud to see Grigo and you because we're nice. always sort of like, you know, because you have to be a certain way sometimes, especially in our families. Yeah. To be seen as a success, you know, like, oh, wow, you know, like. Wow, you're a doctor. Oh, you're a lawyer. Oh, all these things, right? You know, you're making X amount of money. You're doing all this stuff. Very, very metric-driven society status, you know, brands, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's very much like colonization and just, you know, the the European, American way is always, like, the best. So... Mm -hmm. You know, our, our brown skin, our creativeness, our, like, mm-hmm. all this stuff is secondary to all that. So when I, when I, you know, when I see them, it's just so nice to just know that, you know, we're here. We're killing it. You know, we're killing it in in different fields, you know what I mean? 
We're killing it our own way. Mm-hmm. Tell me that's what I see. What I see. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not filipinos that's funny yeah i mean when sylvia was talking about it right like inherently in all of our cultures it's like in a egalitarian community community living right and it's it's mostly yeah it's been the colonization and it's been the um taking over of cultures or the, the domineering of a certain way that's moved cultures away from that yep. where whether that's america or the natives or yeah mexico and um like for me like it, this is like a random thing but even i went when i went to i went to mexico city a couple of years ago by myself and i went to the and the national museum of anthropology and i was like what the fuck i was like holy shit like Mexico is ancient. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of different cultures, the amount of different people, the different types of society, the ancient technology, the just just the architecture and the engineering mm-hmm. and the different the different civilizations of people that lived. I was like, wow, like that blew me away and 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 learning through that in the different sectors of the museum and then just kind of thinking about America and it's like since 17 you know since 1776 like what what's that what's that legacy been or what's that history been yeah you know and it's and i think about what we learned in high school or the way that history was taught to us in high school that programming right like we're we're talking about all that programming that comes into play and yeah for me it's the the reason i i think i see the duality is because of the culture where like how you always grew up like family parties or like is you just feed the people like when they when people come in it's like have you eaten what do you yeah. want do you need something like yeah. let's get it and like so it was interesting to me to like get older and be exposed to uh cultures outside of my own or like mm-hmm. or like uh white centric cultures were like it was kind of weird to be offering all this food or yeah. it was like why are you offering me all this stuff or like yeah that space or or like, hey, this is my stuff, okay? Like, make sure. So, but I, I, it's interesting to, like, live in that, live in those spaces and then have to, whether that's code switching or, mm-hmm. yeah, not, for me, like, the corporate spaces and the, the, the ways that I tried, it didn't, I didn't feel like I ever stacked up, for me at least personally. I just didn't stack up to the way that they wanted and I've always been on a mission to just be like, like, <laughs> oh, we're, we're going to create success in another way and yeah. then, take care of the people and just have it in a way that like this is it's in a metric of your success yeah but it's outside of the system and that's beautiful you know to to meet to to kind of really you know like to to i guess not i guess rebelling i guess you're rebelling against the system and just allowing yourself to live the way you want to the 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 real the truth of who you really are and you know i mean just imagine so many people who are unhappy with their lives because they just followed this metric of of who or what or what image they're supposed to be and even even like speaking for myself you know like i love my mom so much to be able to just accept me for the all this that i'm all that i'm doing because i know that you know i'm sure it doesn't look like a lot of 
careers that my cousins have or, or people that are very successful in our families, you know, whatever. But having her support in the, in the work that I do is has been so tremendous just because I've been able to just really fully stretch myself and who I am because I have her support, you know. Um, and I'm just, I feel super blessed that she has my back. Um, I don't think I could, I don't think I could reach that far if I, you know what I mean? Um, if I didn't have my mom's, like, just believe in me that I could, that I could make, I could do it. (laughs) No, I'm just, um, listening to you guys, you know, is again, is, uh, materialization of my wishes <laughs> talk more about uh, that i want to hear more yeah about yeah, this. yeah no no re- seriously is um you know how what success is for you know you guys but it's embedded on the system since the way you 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 been taught in a school yeah. you know what what you have to reach for yeah. you know success you know to be better to be stronger, you know, always in competition. And when you realize in some point in your life that all what you were told was a lie. And we go back to to uh, to this conversation <clears throat> about the people that retire. They work their whole life <clears throat> and they work a lot. And they, they, they retire, they are so happy, so happy. They have two months, they're going to retire. And they are like 70 years old or 65. And and you think about, wow, they are so excited, but they, they don't have any energy anymore. What are they going to do? <laughs> Honestly. And the majority of the people in this country, you know, seek for that, you know. Yeah. Is they they work a lot. They have money. They save it. They're gonna retire, and then I I heard a lot of people just die a year or two after they retire. You know, is that success? That's what is success, or people that they have these careers with, you know, a lot of for me is a lot of um. I don't know, sold ideals or sold concepts of living. Mm. You mentioned Coachella uh, Festival. I don't, know, I don't know. What is that? Burning Man. Burning Man. But yeah, I would say yeah. Coachella falls under yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah it's a concept. Yeah, it's a concept. Mm-hmm. See, they just sell you concept. And it's part of the this, this excitement of achieving in life and all the good stuff but it costs money everything you know is gonna tend you to to seek that excitement that success i think is it, it, it takes you away from reality it's still yeah. some way delusional mm-hmm. when when at the end the reality is what we have right now you know we're just talking here mm-hmm. maybe is this is recorded or not but we are just sharing from the deepness of, from our souls and we 
we we have success having a, a, an awesome bowl of rice with all the good mm. stuff that you put in mix. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That's for me success. Yes. 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 I I'm feeling like yes. ooh, I'm high yeah. in life right now because yeah. Yeah. that's my success. I was embraced by a, a, mm. a, a, a amazing group of people and you know sharing food in your house and mm. inviting me to to speak and for it's like Pull me down, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's success. You know, if we have to ter- start teaching, you know, really about what success means yeah. from us. You know, for us, to yeah. other people. Because a lot of people get frustrated, get anxious, get even suicidal. Because mm-hmm. there's so much expectation from the people. Mm-hmm. Their parents, their family, mm-hmm. or whoever. You know, society yeah. it's, itself. Yeah. You know, and people really get get sick. Yeah. It, I, is that part of the success we want to see? No, no. You know, I think we go back to the basics. Yeah. You know, where we come from really is what it brings us back from this culture of, you know, white minds. Take it whatever you want it. Our lives and your and our minds and our essence is more colorful, and in that pulls us pull us to to do this work mm-hmm. you know grounds us because we we know uh, we don't want to fit there but it, uh, no we don't fit there i'm glad that i don't fit there i like prophet sylvia <laughs> <laughs> i'm I mean, serious yeah. the what what little i know about i mean both of you but especially what it is to be a woman in this society um, the amount of challenges and violence that you experience. I think you talk about how the pandemic has brought a lot of brought a lot of people, at least for a little while, under the same kind of idea of like, oh, this is what life is, and there's some more commonality. Um, you see, at least us working in schools, kids are much more having trouble with their mental health now, and. I think just societally, adults as well, I think more people are struggling. Knowing the amount of, the what little I know about the amount of challenges that you've faced, especially, you know, Sylvia coming from uh, being unhoused or, you know, living the life that you've lived, how, how does your definition of success, how has that helped you to continue to be the light, the love, the family to Melissa that you are today? Because I feel like it's very much helped you to be where you are now, despite all that you've experienced. Well, one thing, nothing defines me, first mm-hmm. of all. I, I've been in this journey, and this has been, you know, with ups and downs, a roller coaster. <laughs> you know, right now I'm just on a teacup going around. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, houselessness, it didn't define me. Mm. It's just a part of the journey of my life that I embrace. I say, I'm just going to do what I need to do. You know, it's, I'm, I never felt unfortunate. But I, the fact of don't be on, you know, uh, trying to seek what is being taught, what I, I have to seek 
when I live in this country. That, that success that they tell me, you know about? You have to work a lot to mm. get to where I want, a lot of money. Mm. Well, that was what it took me there, actually, to, 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 have, to lose mm. everything to the same uh, mm. anxiety to get all that stuff. That makes me realize when I didn't have nothing, but maybe one, it was one point that I didn't have no money, nothing, but I was, you know, searching, r reaching out, you know, with people that, that, that I knew, that I met, with the, some agencies, they were providing something. So I said, wow. I was actually in peace. I was going through some health problems, but you know, it became less when I realized I didn't have all that load of all those expectations that I have to work hard, that I have to be the best, always in competition with others, and 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 even to 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 have all those payments or to have to have certain amount of money in the bank, and I didn't have to worry about none of that anymore. I realized the importance to, 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 to go back to my essence, you know, that helped me to go back to what I, I really, back I was meant to be and I am, you know, getting more filters, I didn't have to pretend, I didn't have to, you know, uh, uh, impress nobody and I was around, surrounded by people, they impressed, they didn't care about impressing nobody. In, 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 in people, uh, you know, very wise people in organizations, people that they care about, the people they've been working to do the work that we are doing right now in so many ways, trying to help with housing, food, etc. So for me, as I mentioned in you, um, this journey is being taking me back to my essence. And from there is a space that I feel comfortable and I'm gonna keep because for me that's I probably is the success mm -hmm. that I was seeking in something else that it was a lie. Really when I always knew the truth. It wasn't mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just so humble. Right? I can't even look you in the eye, Sylvia. I yeah. Know. Like, I'm telling you, right? She's huh? just, Sylvia. Uh, yeah. You you have to, you have to, that's, that's what I want to say is you have to know it's our honor that you're here. It's our honor that you're here. T to, to be in a space with you, um, with all the, with with all of the life that you have in you and there's so many other people that you can teach there's mm -hmm. so many other people that you can you know that you can kind of you know under your wing and i honor that you chose me that you chose mm -hmm. us that's the honor is us mm -hmm. yeah. okay yeah. we're honored to be in a space with you you have mm -hmm. to remember that because to be able to learn from you, to be able to be loved by, supported by you, is that that right there is, and for you to see us as people that mm. really are genuinely here yeah. to do the work, <sighs> mm -hmm. that's real right there. 
So yeah. we're the lucky ones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no. It is is it's the energy, it's the feeling, you know. It is. It's I ha I decided, you know, that I I guide a lot by my guts, you know. Yeah. yeah. Because sometimes my mind it tricks me too. Mm. Yeah. My mind can lie. So I feel something if it's right. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah, this is my family, so that's that's good. Yeah. You know, you feel safe is is good. Yeah. I think you it's like when you talk about success, you live with a freedom, right? I think that's the one thing that comes off for, to everybody is you live with freedom and then you live with love for yourself. Even just by like I the love and the freedom coming from nothing defines me. Right? All of this is just part of my journey. Like I'm just a human being. And and you're coming you're coming to the most basic form and you're accepting yourself and you're loving yourself and then combining that with trusting your gut. Whether you wanna dance, whether you wanna get high on life. That right there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What else you need, you know? <laughs> what else? Yeah. That's so powerful, Sonia. Yeah. That's it. It's amazing. Yeah, that's it. Podcast.